I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Yeah, it's fine. It was all wrong. It doesn't have to be true. I just have to say it with confidence. I learned that from presidents. Anyway. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 117 of Not the Podcast You Deserve, as we talk about episode 5 of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And last week... We were pretty harsh on the fourth episode, mm-hmm. and I think all of us agreed that that was a pretty big bummer of an episode, and not a lot happened. That was fun, minus Madison with two ends on Y, yeah. but not where you think it is, and also possibly Johnny Blaze's cousin. Um, this one, uh, a little bit more of the same, but at least now I kind of think I have a better sense of where this show is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, uh, I enjoyed this one a little bit more. Um, I wanted to start off with this little tidbit for you guys. That when Jennifer Walters, the I think it opens up with her driving, or it's a, one of the first scenes, and she's in her car, and she's listening to a law podcast, which I was just like, oh, how lame. Who would listen to a law <laughs> podcast? And then I was like, I don't know who listens to this podcast, but I wanted to ask you a question to you two. If there was a law podcast around, which I'm sure there probably is. Um, what do you think the carryover is between not the podcast you deserve and like the biggest law podcast around these days? Like, man, what did that Venn diagram? Is it pretty small in the middle? It's got to be one to one, right? I feel like we're picking up so. all, we're scooping up all that legal notepad listener. I think yeah, I, don't, uh... I, I think if the podcast was about law in movies and TV shows, our Venn diagram gets a little bit bigger. Ooh, like if they're just talking yeah. about Boston legal all day or something like that. Yeah, that was my a one few good I was men. Like, sure, twelve yeah, angry name, men. Name three other law related. To kill a mockingbird. All right, never mind. Don't do this. Bail, 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 bail. <laughs> Runaway jury. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> okay. All right. The rainmaker. Right. Dear Lord, what have I done? What's the one where Tom Cruise is running with the briefcase for half the movie? The firm. Yep. Nice. Nice. The Lincoln Lawyer? Man, I'd do this all day. <laughs> Please don't. Please, that's enough. Um, uh, and, uh, it, uh, it, that, uh, I think what they're doing with Titania is really funny. Yeah. Um, that she's a, a supervillain uh, influencer, and she has trademarked She-Hulk's name and is selling stuff. Booty Shake by She-Hulk <laughs> and fragrances that make you feel strong and stuff. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part of that whole little scene when she's at uh, Tatiana's place or Titania's place, um, <laughs> she was like looking at all the names of the stuff around. She's like, she holds snake oil. She's literally selling snake oil. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really fun Vin- Snake venom lip pumper or whatever. Yes. Uh, literally selling snake I oil. I also love I that, that Jennifer Walters describes her as like a barely super powered influencer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, like, have we gotten into her powers yet? Like, all, no, not yet. Like, all she did was kick down a, a wall at one point. So it's like yeah, she's got she's some kind of strength. Super strong, also. That's her. I have a I have a thought about this. You ready for the thought? Give it to me. We talk in episode two or three. She Hulk gets jumped by someone trying to stick a syringe to get her blood, uh-huh. and we don't know who is behind it. Mm-hmm. I have two thoughts. One's my own, one's from Ryan Airy. My thought. Uh, <laughs> Titania 
is like somehow a little super powered, but like not enough to like ever right. do anything cool. So she's hired a bunch of people to try to get her uh, some more powers, and that was their best shot. Um, Ryan Airy thinks that Todd is the guy behind it, who was the uh, one of the guys who later in the episode, or uh, was it this episode? Yeah, who later in this episode is on the stand. One of the guys she went on a date with, they got the glasses, uh, because he kept saying she's a specimen, but he had like a really weird long pause huh. in between A and specimen. So uh, he thought that that was kind of nefarious and that he's behind it. Okay. I don't know if I buy that, though. Yeah. Uh, I think that Titania is a little super-powered, but she'd like to be super, super-powered. And uh, I think that's where this is going. That's believable. But I'm not real sure. I'd give her a lot of credit, yeah. though, because she's kind of not been... Right now, she's pretty lame. But Jamila Jamil, y'all never watched The Good Place, right? I, yeah. I watched it over my wife's shoulder. She was really big into that one. Okay, so first off, it's one of the top ten greatest shows of all time. Secondly... Um, Jamila Jamil in that show has a very uh, proper like British accent and so when she talked for the first time in this episode really for an extended period of time I was like this does not add up to me I thought (laughs) (laughs) she either did a heck of a job for eight seasons on The Good Place doing a British accent or she's doing a really great (laughs) English accent now I've never heard her speak in real life so I don't know what it is Um, but she's really really funny so I really hope that she gets more screen time soon um, and we kind of get to the point of her. Do you know who stole the show for me in this episode? Who was it? Edna Mode? No, oh, that was going to be my comment. No, <laughs> Renee Elise Goldsberry, who played Goldsberry yes. Mallory uh, Book. Do you know what else she has been in? She was in a lot of stuff on Broadway. Yeah, I don't know what she's been in movie she wise. Was well, the, I think most known for Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I did not know until right before this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she also originated. Uh, she was the original cast of The Color Purple, I want to say, okay. and she was on Rent for a while. And I think she was Nala in The Lion King on Broadway for hold a while. Hold up, too. hold up. She's also in the Fast and Furious TV series Spy Racers. I didn't know there was a Fast and Furious. TV I didn't either. Series. I'm gonna hop off this oh, podcast boy. for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Tag me back in. Whatever you... to do. Oh, it's animated. Also... Never mind. I'm back. She's also on a Netflix show called Altered Carbon, which is really good. That's oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's where I knew um, her from. Then I saw her on Hamilton. I was like, hey, that girl from Altered Carbon. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that thought that. <laughs> <laughs> she is super, super talented, um, yeah. and I'm excited to kind of see. In the comics, I believe she is like a rival to Jen Walters in the law firm. Like she used to be the biggest thing at the law firm and then Jen came in and they were always kind of, if I remember correctly, she like would take, uh, she would like take on like super villains, like court cases just so that she could go against Jennifer Walters or like just to piss Jennifer Walters off. Um, But I haven't read that many that she's in, but I think it's, it's awesome. They got someone... Um, of Renee's time. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's not how time. people at the same law firm work. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever read a I like, I comic book, one. Crawford? Because I don't know how accurate they normally are. <laughs> yeah, they tend to sure. be. <laughs> They're point. always accurate. They're, oh, they have okay. to be. Never mind. Sorry. It's a law. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to piece in here real quick. The QR codes. Have y'all been seeing the QR codes they put in the background of all these episodes? What are you talking about? No. So, in just in the background, usually in the law firm, there are just QR codes on the walls. This one, I think, was on, like, a desk. Uh, and if you scan the QR codes, it takes you to 
a certain She-Hulk comic that this is yeah. either someone from this episode originated in or like something someone in this episode was based That's cool. around. That's um, kind of fun. So this one's I believe was uh, Mallory Brooks' introduction in the comics. Um, so I think that's kind of fun. And like, if you're not going to have a good show, like at least make it fun. <laughs> and this is at least fun. And I like the QR code things, um, which are fun. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you guys about Luke Jacobson, who I've talked, I said was the Edna Mode uh, uh, knockoff. Did I, am I saying her name correctly? Edna no, it's, it, you said like this. Yeah, well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, so that character really kind of annoyed me and the whole getting in to see him kind of annoyed me. I did think the Avengers knockoff uh, gear was funny. Yeah. Avon's I did also like the, he's like, this is a boba tea place. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah, so and I, I mean, I know for, I'm, I feel like 95 to 98% sure that I'm going to get a Christmas gift from our top listener, Dale, and it will be an Avengers t-shirt or hat or something. Because <laughs> I'm sure they're going to market that now, and, and that will be great for them. Um, but uh, the Luke Jacobson character was boring to me. Uh, but I think this finally like sets us up. We're about to see She-Hulk in her costume, which is cool. And I'm just going to go straight to it. We saw Daredevil's helmet, yeah. and it was the yellow helmet. And that was the best part of the whole episode. <laughs> it's the best part of the last two episodes, probably. Yeah. And cannot friggin' wait for uh, for Daredevil to show up. Yeah, Agreed. a lot of lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for a third lawyer to get in on this action. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, true. So we needed one more lawyer. This one was super <laughs> Not enough. Me. No, but I, going along those lines, I'm excited for where the show is going. I am excited. This episode... I feel like paid off some things in episode four that seemed kind of pointless. Uh, so I really appreciated that the cease and desist lawyering stuff that goes on was actually pretty interesting. Like they, it's over the name and she has to prove that she was using the name before Titania was trying to profit off of it. And they show clips of scenes that happened already in this season. Most of them, the episode before, but it was really interesting to they presented Titania's case, and it seemed like she had an iron shut, ironclad case. And then the, Jen Walters, it really felt like she was figuring it out as she like coming up with her case as they went, which kind of adds some ten, tension, um, intensity to it. And then also, I like forgot some stuff that she used as evidence. I was like, oh heck yeah! And I was like, just like the, the dad in the background, like yeah, we got her. <laughs> Show her, yeah. yeah. We got so it. I, I really uh, I really enjoyed that. I feel like it, it redeemed some of episode four for me, and I'm excited for where the show is going. I did laugh at Mean Green and straight poured into these jeans. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, one side thing that's been kind of bothering me for the last couple episodes is that uh, Pug, the, the other lawyer guy, mm-hmm. has gotten progressively dumber in every single episode (laughs) like with like no context he he started by like bringing her a gift basket and kind of being quirky kind of being funny you know not not your uptight lawyer but wasn't just like a total bro like hey what's up and (laughs) like the new iron man three yeah Yeah. and now he just walks around and he's like all right you gotta do me that solid all right because i gotta go get my iron man threes you know i got but i gotta have two pair 
one to rock, one to stop. And it's like, where did this come from? Like, nobody, you didn't talk like that. Yeah. Three episodes ago, you said, like, a comment or two, two episodes ago, and now that's just your whole, do you even work this law firm anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Hard to say. Yeah, not the... Yeah, I, I'm with you though, Drew with the U, that I think it is finally picking up a little bit of steam. And uh yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to see Daredevil, obviously, but I'm excited to see where this goes and where her battle with Titania goes. Because yeah. I think it'll go from the courtroom to the to the streets with fisticuffs. And I think that'll be fun. And also probably over pretty quickly. Yeah. Um It's gonna be in- my prediction for the next step go ahead. I was say it's gonna be interesting to have Daredevil who notoriously had that really great oneer, or has about one great oneer, huge fight scene in every season. I don't know how you would do that with She-Hulk. It seems like it's either going to be over really quickly, or the whole city is going to be sure. punched down. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm most excited to see because all we've seen from Matt Murdock in the MCU officially is his role in Spider-Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything else that happened on Netflix is not technically canon at this point. So it'll be interesting to see if it's if he's the same guy from the Netflix show or if he is a new iteration of of what happened on the Netflix show. Mm. A variant, if you will, since that is the term that Marvel has decided to go with. You telling me that Danny Rand isn't canon? <laughs> Curly Q from Game of Thrones, Danny Rand, terrible sure actor, isn't yeah. canon? There's uh, talk that... Uh, Oh, was it Jessica Ritter who played uh, Jessica Jones? No, it can't be. What's her first name? Kristen Ritter. Yeah, there's talk that she's got a cameo in the Daredevil series coming up. Um, oh, there's also right. talk that J- John Bernthal might be having a cameo. Sweet. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that tells us for sure that Daredevil, what happened on Netflix, is canon at this point. But I do love the fact that Marvel realized, like, hey, you really like these people, so <laughs> we're gonna bring them back. We might change it a little bit, right. but like, you know, those people did an awesome job with Daredevil and Punisher specifically, who had had massive failures on the big screen right. uh, mm-hmm. multiple times in Punisher's case. So when they finally nailed it with John Bernthal, it would be, kind of be sad for them to right. say, oh, you know, we crushed it, so now we're going to change it again. Right. Um, yeah, but a lot of interesting, I say a lot, not a lot of interesting stuff from this episode. Was there anything else from episode five that y'all thought was really funny or wanted to talk about? I mean... I get that it's following a more sitcom style showing than, you know, other Marvel things in the past. But, and I had talked about previously how I liked that it was a little bit more campy, a little bit more sitcom. The one thing I hate about sitcoms in general is the big wrap up that comes out of nowhere. You're like, that was the clue we needed the whole time. Now we can go save the day. Huzzah! And she was like, it's my dating profile. I did it. And then she's like, that's how I'm going to win this case. And yeah, they make it funny and they, you know, push it along. But that formula has always been kind of frustrating to me, even on, you know, sitcoms that go on for 15 years. Um, Sure. I hate the like, all we needed was friendship. And then, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, the, I think this episode was better from a storytelling standpoint Yeah, because this got us to where in most like superhero origin movies you get in like the first 20 to 30 minutes, this gets you to her realizing I am 
I am per I am good the way that I am. I'm enough the way that I am. I don't need She Hulk. Because basically all of her ex is going on the stands and saying how great She Hulk was and how much they didn't like Jennifer Walters. Yeah. And I think that was to get you to that point of her realizing, okay, I'm enough on my own. I don't need She Hulk to, you know, be the best me yeah. or, you know, whatever. Whereas normally in an origin movie you get that pretty early on. This one took five episodes to get to that point. Um but so now hopefully she's like come to grips with the fact that She-Hulk is one person, Jennifer Walters is another person, and that she doesn't need to be She-Hulk to be a success, um, which I think is going to help with that new suit that she's going to get that will that will uh, form to both her Jennifer Walters body and her She-Hulk body so that she doesn't have to be in She-Hulk form all the time and she doesn't have to wear a size 18 higher than what it should be so that she doesn't rip her clothes when she goes to She-Hulk. Sure. Uh, because I think that was a part of the... When the guy hired her, he said, you have to be in She-Hulk all the, form all the time. So I'm pretty sure she's going to stand up and say, screw you, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be She-Hulk when I want to. I'm going to be Jen when I want to. And then it just took us five episodes to get that point across, which I get why they did it. I just uh, well, could have used it in episode three. Well, my confusion... I'm, I've been thinking about this... Just in the moment, because Kyle, you've, you've you've inspired a really great thought, and if it leads nowhere, then edit all of this out, please. Um, but they her, that's been her perspective, like from episode one, is that I don't I don't want to be the Hulk, or I, don't, I guess I guess she's never accepted the She Hulk persona. So that was her thought, but she couldn't get a date without being She Hulk. She couldn't get right. a job without being She Hulk. Nobody knew who she was until She Hulk. So the Episodes like two and three and four were all about She-Hulk is all people care about. And so I think that's the talk that her and um, Mallory have at the bar, which is like, you deserve better than that, than what she just went through, which is all the guys saying, She-Hulk's great, Jen is not so much. Um, And I only went on this date because I thought it was She-Hulk. So I think that's the point, is that she never believed it, but everybody else did around her. And so now Mallory kind of gave her that push to be like, you know what? Screw everybody. I don't need to be anything for anybody. Right. Which is great. Yeah, and I like their dynamic. That, if she's going to end up being a an lawyer antagonist, I think they've set that relationship up really well as kind of starting yeah. out friends, but also not friends. Which I, ne- I didn't pick up on that yeah. at the bar scene at all because I didn't know she was a future uh, rival to Jen Walters. But Jen's like, and now we're friends. I'm so excited. And Mallory's like, mm, we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, who knows where it's going? Because I can't tell where it's going. Um, you guys' predictions for episode six? Anything? Uh, Man, prediction-wise, I don't know. Uh, I would like to see her defend other superhero slash villains again. Like, yeah, I, I would like where to get is Abomination. Yeah, I would like to find where, out where about Abomination, happened? even if it's out just a post world. credit. Yeah, just a post credit him and his nine wives or whatever. Um, sure. I would also like to see her take on another case that's not having to do with her personal life. Um, I'd like to just see, like, I don't know, a, a, the Blue Beetle has robbed somebody. That's a DC, whatever. But like, you know, DC. like, <laughs> no, I get what you're it's saying. a Robin crossover event. Jumps in and yeah, no, but like, I want to see something. It, it gives you a great platform to explore the universe and introduce other little side characters, which they have no problem doing. Um, and so I'd like to see that in, a, in an actual court case, not a sub- Sorcerer Supreme jumps in, jumps out, <laughs> jumps in, jumps out, releases yeah. a demon, jumps in, jumps out. 
But that's just me. I think it'd be great, and I, I'm not going to put this past Marvel, but to set up some more Thunderbolts, because we got yeah um, that leak or not leaked. It was D23 where they revealed that that's coming down the pipeline. Um, that's a bunch of kind of B team, C team superheroes slash supervillains, uh, which I think this show could do really a lot of great stuff with. I think that I think in like Avengers five, we'll get like a quick cutscene of Jennifer Walters like studying a case on like or like a, a one liner of like God, how am I going to get Baron Zemo off again because he just got <laughs> caught doing whatever for the Thunderbolts or yeah. Yelena's got arrested again. She's like, God dang it. Like, there'll be one of those funny throwaway lines that makes this all worth it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to be here soon. Uh, who do you think is behind the uh, the guys who jumped Jennifer Walt? That's got to pay off soon. I would imagine she and Daredevil are fighting off someone that is trying to get her powers or get her blood from her in the next episode. That's got to be where it's going, right? Man, what uh, if it's Morbius? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Crawford is done with the conversation and just wanted to punt. All right, yeah. fair enough. Okay, you're telling me um, the newest superhero they tagged in, who's also a blood guy, we're not even going to entertain the the option? You're dead to me. Oh, okay, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, if you're still hanging in with us. Speaking of Morbius, uh, Matt Smith. Oh, wow, what a good, yeah, look at you go. Uh, next episode we're talking about House of the Dragon episode 5 see you there listen to you there you listen to me there you listen to us there we'll be there where are we going to be guys I'm not the podcast episode 5 is going to be